Hi, I'm Frances Robertson Ritchie. Welcome to today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Kerry Ryan about creative writing as self-care. Kerry runs some amazing courses on creative writing for women and taking her course was a big step for me. I hadn't written anything since school and I'd lived with this internal notion that I just wasn't a creative person. I wonder how many of you guys have had that same thought. I have this hunch that not having a creative outlet can really have a negative impact on our mental health. Or putting it another way, exploring creativity can be a way of supporting our overall health and well-being. The biggest block that most of us have is that in order to do something creative, we need to be good at it. And Kerry's six-week writing course turned that idea around for me. There is value in being creative simply for the joy of it, for the pleasure in the process. Nice. Good morning. Hi, Kerry. Thank you so much. Hi. We're here live now on Facebook. Um, So thanks for coming um, uh, to speak with me this morning, this early morning. And I'm really happy to have you here because I got so much out of your uh, writing course. That's how I met you. Uh, Basically, I did your six week Write Like a Girl course. Um, And it really completely changed things for me because I um, hadn't written anything from from the time that I'd been at school. And uh, hi, guys, if you jump on, just say hello so that we know who's here. It's always lovely to know who's here with us. And I was just saying, yeah, so um, Kerry has helped me to have the confidence to just get some of my ideas out and down on paper. And I think in the past, I had always felt like um, I wasn't allowed to do that unless I was really good at writing. So I thought it would be great to share a bit about Write Like a Girl here so that um, people can find out more about it. So I was interested to know how you started, how you came to start it. How did you come to do the course? Okay. um, How did I come to do the course? I think because I'd really struggled. I'd struggled. So a couple of things were going on. I think, you know, I grew up, uh, my mum worked for Women's Aid, so there was a lot of um, women about and women supporting women. And uh, my master's in literary studies, it was there was it was creative writing focused, and there was a lot of men. It was men and me, and um, the feedback was hard and not very useful. And there was a lot of egos going on. And then I did my PhD, and I really struggled with my PhD, and I got very ill um, in body and mind, really. And so I thought when I was doing my PhD there must be an easier way to do this. So I did a lot of research to, you know, basically start looking after myself and making creative writing fun rather than, you know, the type A must succeed uh, kind of thing that I had, that was my approach really. It'd been my approach for everything. That's why I got good results at uni and all the rest of it. But underneath, you know, I really didn't have much self-esteem about it. And I would, was, my inner critic was very loud. So, I helped my nephew 
who had a similar school experience with me. He had he went to a terrible school, I went to a terrible school, and he was told by teachers he'd never got to university, and the same thing happened to me. So I helped him get through that, and now you know he's been he went to Harvard and um on an exchange. He's a Rhodes, he's not a Rhodes scholar, he's a Fulbright scholar and all the rest of it. But those shiny medals don't matter. What mattered was I really helped, I really loved helping him um reach his potential really. So after that I thought I'd finished my PhD, I'd had my son, well maybe I could help women could teach a bit and I started teaching at the feminist library and I loved it. But I was teaching every month and it was a free course. So obviously if you've been out on a Friday and you've got the free workshop on a Saturday <laughs> and you've got a bit of a hangover, you're not going to show up. So yeah. I thought well, I could collate everything and create a six-week course. And I approached my mate, Jane, who uh, created For Book's Sake, which is this um, CIC, community interest company that supports women in literature. Uh, so I approached her to see if we could jointly run this six-week course called Write Like a Girl Ignite and that was how it began but I was all worried whether people would turn up and you know sweating buckets about it and now it's taught all over the world and you know a thousand I think it's like almost two thousand people have done it now so it's been mad but that's I mean amazing. yeah 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 that's so cool so how long have you been doing it now four four and a half years now I think Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, my experience of it, and I know quite a few people that I know um, from classes have come on to do it too, is just how accessible it was. Like, I really felt like maybe I was in the wrong place when I walked in, first of all, because I was, you know, like you say, you've got that inner critic, that voice in your head telling you that you shouldn't be doing this. How dare you think that you can write, you know? Um, and actually, you broke it down so simply um that I couldn't believe that at the end of the six week course um I had written a story you know uh, actually sort of conjured a story from my mind which was something that I couldn't really even conceive of at the beginning I was thinking how do people even think of stories it's like I'd lost all any kind of imagination but um so I really just want to express to anyone who feels like they might want to um explore creativity creative writing um, please don't be put off by this idea that you know you shouldn't or you can't you know I just think get rid of those ideas one thing that I really want to come back to that you said is this again this idea of the inner critic the voice these voices that we have in our mind and I think this really applies to yoga and the stuff that we do um, in yoga and meditation is becoming aware of that and the process of understanding that you don't have to listen to those voices, you know, they're not right. And yeah. I think, um, one of the books you recommended, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert was really, really great at kind of exploring that idea of the fear and just the fear is always gonna be there. It's not gonna go away. You've just got to um, learn to live with it and see it as part of the process. Yeah. Definitely. And that's, it's two things. It's playing. You said, you know, you'd, you'd forgotten, you know, did you even have an imagination? And it's because we, we get so adulty, we forget to play. I mean, this is why we all, well, not me, having a seven-year-old, but you know why people, the pubs are full when we're not in a pandemic, you know, because people play when they're drunk, they act silly, they're like children, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why they get pissed, but you suffer a terrible hangover. So it's, it's about getting into the spirit of play. 
and trusting your subconscious because it's all in there you know my son just writes stories he said the other day i'm going to write a novel and he just started it you know there's no what if and and so the inner critic as you know is is everyone who's ever been horrible to us in our life and every and but it sounds like her own voice but it's not it's everyone in the past who's ever been horrible teachers family friends whatever and what the ego the inner critic's trying to do is save us from shame by keeping yeah. us small and keeping us safe but of course you you don't you, you don't reach your potential you don't do what really excites you and you you feel terrible because yeah. you're not you feel trapped and you feel like you're you know you're not doing what you could be doing and so that brings its own misery mm -hmm. so it definitely is about just doing it and that inner critic never goes away but it does get quieter and the practice is just playing and doing and having fun and no one dies and the world doesn't end if some people don't like your story but there'll always be some people who will and you keep doing that that's what it is and that's the practice and that's why writing creatively is just like yoga in the sense that it's self-compassion and it's self-care it's radical self-care and doing by writing you are deprogramming all you're deprogramming the inner critic every time you sit down to write and you're having fun as well and playing and it's really you know it's like a pressure cooker the the pressure just releases when you write whatever you write yeah it doesn't even matter really, does it? I think no. there's oh, my dog's just um whining at the door and it's coming in. Oh, oh, <laughs> I think she's good as she's jumping up in the bed. This is me hiding in my bedroom. But yeah, yeah. To no avail. <laughs> yeah, I think um it doesn't matter necessarily even what you write. And certainly I've had a lot of value out of um exploring the idea of morning pages where you just like literally kind of um spew out <laughs> anything you know just get it all out of your mind I guess some people might call it journaling it doesn't really matter and I think um, it's a process that's so useful and I think that's so interesting what you say about um, people going to the pub and that sense of um, also almost like misery that you might get if you're not given any way of expressing your creativity or playing like you say there's something joyful isn't there and freeing in play and creativity and that's why I really like quite strongly I've had this sense for ages even like when I was working in an office I had this sense that like there's this kind of like you said misery with being stunted in that way and that's how I, I felt when I was working in an office I felt like you know you people work this in a job you're not given any kind of creative um you know outlet and you don't give yourself it either because you say to yourself well I'm not a creative person you know so I think um there's so many stories that we tell ourselves to stop ourselves finding that sense of play and creativity it's um, so sneaky as well sorry to interrupt for us yeah, no, so go ahead. because it, it you think you know you have valid reasons you say um you know I've worked all day I'm tired you know the kids are driving me nuts I'm knackered blah 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 all valid reasons but really underneath it always is fear I won't yeah. be good enough I'll fail you know it won't be right and so what we're doing it, it just goes back to that again you're keeping yourself safe but then you keep yourself small and you're not releasing that you know not to be too dark we're all going to die soon <laughs> you know yeah. so you might as well squeeze as much fun and joy out of life as you can and as yeah. I say 
it comes back. It's that release that comes from yoga. It's the same thing. When you're in flow and you feel that release, the same thing happens when you write creatively. You know, it's a brilliant practice for self-care. And you grab a grab a prompt online, you know, three nouns or grab a line from a book and you just write whatever comes. And it's also an act of trust. You learn, just as in yoga, you learn to trust your body and you're amazed at what your body can do. You learn to trust your subconscious and see what comes up. Yeah. And, and you marvel at all these things and you just run with it. That's a practice. See where it goes and don't judge it. So what you're really doing is developing self-compassion and quietening the inner critic. So it's an amazing practice for that. Yeah. There's so many um, similarities with yoga, isn't it? The way you speak about it. I love that. It's like building up an awareness and um, allowing things, getting into that flow state and self-compassion, non-judgment. Um, I think, and I th I've always felt like the two go really well together. I think that personally, I believe that my yoga practice has helped me to come to the point where I came on your course even. Mm -hmm. You know, I might not have let myself beforehand. So those two, they've sort of gone hand in hand, creativity and yoga, awareness, uh, meditation, all those things. Um, I really liked uh, on the course, uh, your idea of just writing for 15 minutes every day rather than making it a huge or feeling like you have to do huge chunks at any time and I think that's the same with yoga you can just you can feel like you have to do too much and that when you bring it back to something so accessible and then becomes like a manageable daily practice do you find that people carry on the 15 minutes beyond the course yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Definitely. Um, you know, Alex, who's had her novel published two years ago now, she did 20 minutes in the morning and and that works for her. For some people, life is such that it's it's a Sunday for them, you know, but, it's, it's, but the thing is not to get rigid about it. And you'll see this with yoga. We're all the same. The ego, you know, you do one yoga class and suddenly, you know, you're in India and everyone's clapping because you're the world's best yogi. You know, we, the ego starts telling ourselves stories and we do one yoga class and it's like, right, for the next year, I'm going to do six a week. Every day I'll do yoga. So we get perfectionistic about it and we set ourselves up to fail because we get this kind of diet mentality that mm -hmm. we're going to, all the time we're going to do this and we're going to do that. So little when you can and seeing it as joyful rather than this capitalist must produce, must get this done must be the best must have this fit body so you can transfer that to writing you know I must win prizes I must get published I must be the best no 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 it comes down to this sentence this paragraph this page so the same with yoga it's this move how I feel my body right yeah. now and doing it in the present and that's the same with writing it's the same similar practice so but you know the ego whack wangs on and tells us all this these stories and it's about no coming right back to for me for this for now and finding joy because you're doing it now here so you might as well do it and enjoy it rather than telling yourself a story about the future but also with writing there's the big there's a lot of pressure you know to be a writer you have to be very serious and write for hours and have a special study and write with a quill and you know all this stuff <laughs> and you know writers write that's it that yeah. is it and so that's all it comes down to and that's all you need to do and you can write an end of your bed with a scrap of piece of paper you know 
you can you don't need special conditions and you don't need degrees or a master's or anything like that you just need to play and have fun and trust your own voice that's what it develops and you, a, a trust in your own voice and and it's a wonderful thing like with yoga to see your craft develop over time to mm. see how something you couldn't do becomes easier but in the same way with yoga you're always learning for the rest of your life. You're learning. You, there's never a point when you know everything. No. And that's the same with the craft of writing. You're always learning. And that's really exciting. You're developing your practice all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how you call it um, a craft. And that really makes sense to me. And that was a quite a light bulb moment in the course where you were sort of saying, with any craft, you start off and you're rubbish. No, it's like how many people start off and at something and are, you know, are amazing the first time they do it. It's just like, why do we put that pressure on ourselves to think that we're going to be that person? But you have to go through being rubbish at something to, you know, get better. And that's the same with anything. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And what about this, actually, the other week I was thinking about yoga the practice of yoga and the practice of writing and how similar they are. And I was thinking about how, you know, people used to actually laugh at me when I started doing yoga, you know, and yeah. I came in, in, a, in a Glaswegian, you know, this was in Glasgow, so it was like, you know, a Glas, Glaswegian yoga class. But, you know, because I'm so stiff and I'm still, you know, I'm hardly bendy wendy. And now, you know, however many years later, but, you know, people would actually laugh and, and I don't know, something just kept me going. Yeah. And then, of course, now I go to yoga classes and I'm not the best by any means, but I'm somewhere in the middle. But something stubbornly kept me going because, no, it wasn't even stubborn. I'll tell you what it was. The point is that I enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's the same with writing. There was a joy in it for me, even if people were like, you know, she can't straighten her legs. What's wrong with it? You know? Same. Honestly, I still don't straighten my legs. And I, I totally get that perspective. I was definitely that same person. You know, I'm, I am naturally inflexible um, still, you know, uh, in many ways. Uh, but, you know, it's that. luckily I've learned that it's not about that at all. So, um, but yeah, it's just so funny, isn't it? How um, there's this kind of just massive misconception about these things that, you know, we are supposed to be performing and achieving and um excelling at these um things that are actually wonderful joys in themselves yeah and which takes the joy out if it sucks the joy out of it so catch ourselves doing this and just be present and take joy in it here now you know whatever size you are whatever your standard of writing and then you improve over time you know and all that time you spend dreaming or hoping or wishing you could you write or do this or do that you know you could be doing a little bit yeah 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 yeah. in a notebook that's all you need that's all you need that's all you need to start with you don't need anything fancy and all you need is to just take pleasure in it and sometimes it's not pleasurable but the point is as you mentioned the 15 minutes if you don't write for big chunks of time you know big, writing for big chunks of time isn't a good idea you want to keep it short and sweet and then mm -hmm. when it's not so sweet you can stop and you, you're excited to get back to it the next day or you want to get back to it the next day because it's not been a trial. It's not yeah. as you get your teeth and, you know, write for eight hours a day. You just do short and short and sweet. And when it's not sweet, you just do it again the next day. Put your pain down when you've finished your time and that's it, you know. So that way you're teaching your brain that this is an enjoyable practice, you know, mm -hmm. so you get a big fluffy pen, a hot chocolate, you know, cup of tea, whatever, a cake and sit down and write and play and have fun and just enjoy it. 
Yeah, I think that's such good advice, such a good tip for anyone wanting to get started. Just start and just start with that 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I just know with myself, it's funny because it's a constant um, practice of awareness of those ideas that creep in still every day those ideas of um of performance I have to really catch myself you know like there's I don't know where it comes from this like weird kind of need to strive all the time that I'm constantly like having to question in myself and I wonder if that ever actually goes away but I think just being aware of it is is the first step isn't it and just starting yeah. to do things for the joy of it yeah, I think that's it. And I think it comes from school, you know, the way we're trained. It's about shiny gold medals and you have to be the best and all the rest stuff. But, but I think the beauty of getting older is you give less beeps. Yeah. You yeah. give less beeps about that stuff and you know what matters, you know. Yeah, yeah. And has that, I don't know about you, but it's really made me aware of that in the kids um, and their schooling. And I really, uh, when I see that sort of being fed into them and this idea of sort of achieve 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 I, I just think oh god they're gonna they're gonna have the same thing so I'm constantly trying to sort of um balance that out at home be like you know what it doesn't matter read as long as you uh, enjoy reading read don't worry about the quizzes you know and all that business oh yeah especially now I think yeah. uh, home homeschool's definitely a loose term around here oh you god know. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah totally very relaxed school here <laughs> in fact so relaxed that the kids kind of are a bit annoyed with it they're like where's the structure <laughs> they don't yeah. get used to it. um right well i'm going to just finish off now um so that you can get on with your morning but i would love to hear uh what you've been reading during lockdown what, uh, what do you recommend i've been reading a lot obviously because there's nothing else to do yeah. but, um, uh, the one the standout has been Hilary Mantel's uh, last Cromwell novel. Uh, okay, the newest yeah. one. Yes, yeah. outstanding, an absolute masterpiece. I closed the book and I just said to my partner, "Oh, masterpiece! Just <laughs> yeah. amazing!" And absolutely lost in it for days oh. and days and days. So yeah, that's a hard recommend for that. But obviously, you've got to read the first two. But that's yeah. a lot of lockdown reading. That's a good, yeah, that's a good little task to get on with, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'll definitely, that was on my list, so I might move to that next because I could do with a real gripper. Yeah, so thanks for that. All right, well, it's been so lovely to talk to you. My pleasure. And hopefully I'll see you soon at some point and I'll drop links or you can drop links um, for your website in the comments for this. So Thank you so much for listening today don't forget that you can subscribe to listen to more episodes you can leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode and you can share with your friends and I'd really appreciate that look forward to seeing you next week and if you need a few moments out for yourself I've left a free guided relaxation recording in the notes for this podcast take care guys see you next time